Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. If you'd like to contact the show, we're on Twitter at Session Shankly, or you'll find us on the upper tier on Facebook and Instagram. Joining me, as always, my partner on the Liverpool podcast, Dave Fitz. How are we doing, Dave? Fucking sound, la. Four weeks, four weeks to the day, we'll be on the beautiful red side of Mersey. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine from my background, this is your Liverpool versus Man City preview. If there was ever a Super Sunday, this is the Super Sunday. (coughs) Salah versus Grealish. Initial thoughts, what are you thinking? I'm not going to say who I stuck as my captain in my fantasy football team, but I've had him as the captain of my fantasy football team. Every week so far this season, he hasn't disappointed. He hasn't let me down. Um, he's top Andros, scoring. The, Andros Townsend. He's top, <laughs> he's top, top scorer in the Premier League. And um, I think tomorrow, I think a massive opportunity to, ter- to take them after uh, the bump that they got on Wednesday night or on Tuesday night. Um, I imagine Anfield is going to be absolutely electric tomorrow. And uh, they were just talking about uh, Mo Salah on Soccer Saturday talking about um, how they're still the most wasteful team in the league, but still top of the league. And I just think tomorrow, you know what we're saying about we're going to give someone a hide, and I have a feeling this is going to be a 3 or 4 one to Liverpool. Um, could, be, could be totally wrong. City could turn up and put in the best ever performance they have under Pep, but I just think tomorrow Mo's going to turn up. I think Bobby will start. Mm. Um, Cordis Jones again, showing that, you know, don't need to spend 100 million on talent to be classed as quality. Um, capitalize again on an opportunity that he has now to, to keep Keita and Thiago out of the team. But, um, yeah, I just I'm really really excited about tomorrow, and I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident that we'll be getting three points. What have you made of City this season? I mean, obviously, they got beaten by PSG the other night, but I mean, they had their chances as well, they were unlucky at times. Um, but they were very impressive, I thought, against Chelsea last weekend. Um, you're saying more like the city that we're used to. Yeah, but they they, they they turned up like that. But, you know, is that a once-off? Or, you know, is that them finally putting the ball into motion for their attack on winning the Premier League? But, like, the, the sports game at the start of the season, you know, you know, the shows that they, they are human. And then they went on a win or a, a run of four wins in a row be it three games at home, one was a Champions League game. And then, you know, the game against Southampton, again, shows the vulnerability that there is there in that team. Um, got blessed with the Kyle Walker um, decision, you know, could have easily lost that game. And then obviously give Wickham a hiding in the FA or in the Capital One Cup. And then, yeah, the performance against Chelsea was absolutely outstanding. Um, was not expecting that at all. I think people would have been quietly confident of a Chelsea win there or at least at least get a point out of the game um, but Man City what a performance Chelsea couldn't get near them for a good 60 minutes um, you know and City showed what they made of but then they go out albeit against PSG who are one of the best teams um, in Europe at the moment um, but you know as you said they were unlucky they had got chances but they didn't take the chances at the end of the day Mm. You don't take your chances against a team like PSG. Are gonna yeah, that they will capitalise. But you know, as I said, City could turn up tomorrow and put in a shift like they did against Chelsea. But 
it did take, not saying it took a lot out of players, but it takes a massive, massive effort to get on, on one page all together against one of the best teams in the league in Chelsea, but then to go out and lose against PSG. I just, I just think that Klopp will know what to say to the boys to get them up for tomorrow. He, he'll know exactly what to say. The fans will know exactly what to do. And Guardiola's coming out this week saying, you know, nobody's giving us credit for the performance we put in last year. Yeah, but nobody's also mentioning that, you know, Liverpool were makeshift at the time. Half a team, yeah. You know, there was, there was half a team, City's full strength 11. You know, there were no fans there. And Pep is saying that, you know, I'd rather face them at a, a full Anfield. Who wouldn't want it? But the last time that Liverpool were up for the uh, Chelsea or Liverpool City game at Anfield and the place was electrifying, I think it finished was a four. 4-3 or 4-3? 4-3. 4-3. 4-3. And all the boys turned up. And I just think tomorrow is going to be the same. I just don't think we can see a 3. Mm. I think in terms of City this season, I mean, obviously the boy Grealish, absolutely fantastic sign, an absolute baller, you know. But um, is it fair to say with Pep at the moment, is he still trying to figure out his starting eleven and his formation? Yeah, definitely. There's too much quality in the squad there to to be able to turn around. There's like you you look at City squad, you look at the starting. Just you'd still even picking the strongest actual eleven. You'd struggle when you get to three or four positions on the pitch because of the quality that they have on the bench. Do you know what I think it is, Don Noel? Like he's won the Premier Leagues, he's won FA Cups, he's won the Capital One Cup. There's so much pressure on winning the Champions League at that club now that he's going into games, and I, I know for a fact he's second-guessing himself. Do we take the risk? Do we, do we play this player? You know, when Liverpool won the Champions League, we lost the final the year before. When Liverpool won the Premier League, we lost the league by a point the year before. There comes a time where you have to make the decision, and, and your mind has to be set on the first decision it makes, unless someone gets injured or someone, like, you know, worst-case scenario. And I just think that, he needs to take that pressure of winning the Champions League off his shoulders as pos- as impossible as it is. But look at the scrum with the fans last week. You know, it, it is creeping in on them. You know what I mean? And it, it's always been with the fans. In my personal opinion, Man City fans don't deserve uh, success because you never see them. They struggle to sell out Champions League quarterfinals, Champions League semifinals. You know, they're barely there in the midweek games and they can make excuses about school nights. Liverpool could be playing against Sheriff YC on a Wednesday night, and I guarantee it'd be full to the brim. You know, there's just that the fans, and unless that team is winning, the fans and the team aren't on the same on the same uh, page, in my opinion. Look when they won the league last year, about 50, 100 people turned up. And as soon as they drop off the standards that the fans just demand, the fans will turn against them. And it happened a couple of weeks ago. And who's to say that they don't lose a couple of games? And it, and it happens again. And it's just going to stew and stew and stew and stew. And it will tell the second half of the season. Because if they lose a couple of players to injuries, or Liverpool beat them tomorrow and we go on a run and we keep them behind us. And let's say they got knocked out of Champions League groups or they got knocked out of Champions League early, they'll just turn on them again. So, you know, there is a few question marks on them. Yeah, let's go through some team news, uh, <coughs> starting with Liverpool. Uh, Trent obviously is out. He has some sort of a groin problem that's going to keep him out for a few weeks. Uh, so James Milner steps in. Um, I thought Milner the other night, um, you know, started off a little bit slow against your man Diaz, but grew into the game and was absolutely outstanding. Um, I suppose the one thing that Milner gives us 
that Trent doesn't give us at times is that little bit of cover in terms of defensive quality. Um, so yeah. I, I wouldn't be too worried about the, the change there. If anything, I think, you know, against a potent city side out there, I think it, it actually um, it helps us a little bit. Um, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, 100%. Um, Craig, when Milner was named in the starting lineup last week, he was kind of a bit iffy. Um, you know, Trent is as good as we know he is, but you, you, you're, you're leaving yourself vulnerable having a player who's so attacking minded, you know, and is prone. Not, you know, I'm not saying he does it every week, but he, we have seen that little lapse in concentration, you know what I mean? And against an attack like City, you have to be set on it, like from the first whistle till the very last whistle. And it could be a blessing in disguise that Milner will be, will be like standing in there tomorrow because we've seen against Porto, um, we've seen against Crystal Palace, that, that stability, that bit of backbone, he's clever, he knows exactly what he's doing, he's been around the block about 20 times. Um, so yeah, it, it could actually be a blessing in disguise. Um, I'm not questioning Milner starting at all whatsoever. When I seen he was in the lineup last week, straight away, or not last week, the Palace game, um, you know, it was absolutely buzzing, if I'm honest, because you know he's going to put a shift in. You know, he doesn't let anybody fall asleep. Everybody stays in check the whole time he's on the pitch. You know what I mean? He knows what to do. He's a real leader. So, yeah, it could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's like having an extra captain, really, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, Thiago obviously is out with his calf injury due to be back after the international break. He's one that was really rocking on his range of passing would have been vital against him. <laughs> But um, the boy Curtis has come in and he's been outstanding, I think. I mean, he was very unlucky against Brentford to be subbed off after an absolute belter of a goal. Um, but it was absolutely outstanding during the week against Porto. Didn't look out of place at all. Was pulling the strings for a young lad. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him potentially against City. Um, so when you're looking, obviously Harvey Elliott's out as well, as we know. Um, I would have loved him to see him against City. Um, but we're going to go, it looks like we're going to go with, I think, Allison, Milner, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Henderson, Fabinho, Jones, Salah, Jota, and Mane. Do you think Jota goes in there or Fabinho? What's your thinking? Um, I personally think he'll start Fabinho tomorrow. You know, he only came on what twenty minutes to go. Do you know, only fifteen minutes to go, twenty minutes. Um, he's a bit fresher. You know, the two goals. You know, he could he could go easily go with Jota, but. I don't know, I just think Bobby came in, proved the point, two goals, you know, I'm still here. Um, he seemed to be the guy that was taken out of the team whenever Jota started. Um, Jota's played a good few games on the bounce now the last few weeks. Um, so I, th- I think for me, I will start, um, which will be the band back together. And uh, I just think Bobby will be flying after Tuesday night's performance, coming on, getting the two goals. You know, at a full Anfield tomorrow, they, they do love to sing the sea, senor. But back to Cordis Jones, um, what a what a performance! You know, I was highly critical of him after the the Burnley or the Brentford game, but then uh, he scored the goal, and you know, I was questioning the did he make the right decision and whipping him off straight away, having a bad game, gets a goal like that, and then has that fire in his belly to go on then for the rest of the game, and possibly score again or create the winner. But look, we can't go back to last week, but um. What an opportunity tomorrow. He will be absolutely buzzing going out there tomorrow. Mm. Um, full Anfield singing his name. Hopefully playing without fear. 
you know, all, all the, the talk is of how good De Bruyne is, how good Grealish is, will fold and start. You know, there's no pressure on him tomorrow, in my opinion. You know, but the only pressure that will be on him is his expectations because he knows that a performance like Porto was in him. So why not go and do it tomorrow with the confidence that you have after that, that performance you put in on Tuesday night and go out tomorrow when the game is going to be flying at 100 miles an hour. You know, there's a big, big opportunity and he could be the big winner tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Man City <coughs> News, uh, Gundogan is out until the international break with a toy injury and Sinchenko should return is what they're saying. And obviously Mendy is suspended still by the club based on um, legal ongoing legal uh, issues. Um, so their, their team is looking like Ederson, Walker, Diaz, Laporte, uh, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Rodri, Silva, Jesus, Foden and Grealish. Um, quite a potent lineup. One point, Paul Lina, but I'm looking at the squad there on, on paper. We know how good they are on the pitch. Um, I just, and uh, like we know that what City can do and all, but I think teams feared them for too long. Um, we've seen this year on three occasions that they are human, you know, and could be a case of they haven't, other than Diaz, they brought in Grealish. Um, Grealish has kind of been a standout player for them and all, but you know. On paper, for me, it's not as frightening as it used to be. And I just think that with us having a bit more of a backbone now in, in the squad, you know, I know we're missing Thiago and Kate and all. I just think that without, we're not replacing Aguero um, up top. I just think if it comes down to a shoe or firepower that we have more up top than they do, Um yeah, just I'm absolutely buzzing for the game. I'm, I'm genuinely buzzing for the game. There was a time where you came you came up against City and you're thinking to yourself, you know, if this goes wrong, you could get trashed here. And we look at the way teams play, so frustrating. When teams play against Liverpool, they kind of have have Liverpool red and they know how to set up and you know they they they, they can catch them on the counter and all. Just think teams play against City and they just sit back and sit back and sit back and sit back, expecting to get a hiding which won't be the case tomorrow. I think with Virgil back, with um, Matip back, with Gomez back, you know, Kunate could come in, Henderson is... All the new... Con- all these teams come into play tomorrow. These are the games that tell. These are the games that we've been critical of the fans for since the start of the season. You know, it shouldn't just be Champions League games and the big Anfield games where the fans are, are going off their fucking head. But as is the case, tomorrow will be, you know, when everyone stands up you're going to see the fire, you know, the fire will be in the bellies. You'll see it in Jordan Henderson when the four Swiss are goes. Mm. No, and I just think we'll have too much firepower for him tomorrow. What have you made of the Raheem Sterling situation? Seems very much out of favour, doesn't he? Yeah, it's been very, very surprising because he was one of England's best players in the Europe's. So you thought that would have just continued into, into the Man City Premier League season and... I don't know. There was talk during the summer that, that the players, they were going to sell Sterling and Mares to fund the Grealish deal. And then that's we, we thought the money left over was going to go towards the Kane deal. And, you know, could it be a case that Pep told them, look, you're going to be part of the deal to, to, to bring in one or two of these players? And he was told he's going to be a bit part player and that's why he's being left out. But, mm. you know, he burned bridges with Liverpool fans, but on his day, you can't you can't question his his quality. You know what I mean. And it's been a, a surprise to to see him overlooked on many occasions. 
us saying that now, he'll probably start tomorrow. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been very, very. Um, I'm surprised that a lot of City fans haven't haven't questioned him. Maybe they're just happy with how things are going and Grealish coming in, and they have so much expectation on Phil Foden. And um, Mares has kind of stood up when he when he's been put into the team. But um, yeah, it's been very, very surprising. Um, which hasn't been talked about a lot on the likes of Soccer Saturday or on Match of the Day, stuff like that. So there will come a time, I'd say, if City get a couple of injuries and why, why is he not being in the team? But yeah, it's a, it's a strange, one, strange one and I'm sure something will come out eventually. But yeah, he was one of the first names on the team sheet last year and they just go to nothing this year. Yeah, he was heavily linked with Rayal during the summer as well, if I remember right from our transfer shows. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I, th- I think that whole that whole summer of you know certain players would have to go to fund other players coming in and stuff like that has had a kind of an unsettling way in terms of Man City, hasn't it? I mean, e- even when you see them playing, I mean, they they an outstanding win against Chelsea, but I mean Chelsea were so bad on the day, weren't they? I mean, when you look at Chelsea, they were a shadow of themselves and and they brought some more of that, I think, even into the Juventus game during the week, you know, so they might be just going through a bit of a patch at the moment with Tuchel. Um, But again, I mean, you have to go to the bridge and you have to perform at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So, and that's what they did. So I think think we're coming into this as the form team, really. I mean, I know we we had that blip against Brentford, but... You know, we're as you said, we're creating lots of chances. We're not always taking them and stuff like that. But as you said, tomorrow could be a day where we create those chances and a good few of them hit the back of the net. Um, but it'd be nice to lay down a marker, wouldn't it? Especially going into an international break and bring that momentum with us. Um, rather than say a poor performance or a draw, and you don't have a match next week to get over it, you have to carry it for two weeks and then try and bring it back, you know. Um, so yeah, it's a pivotal game. It's obviously a you know, it's a it's a top of the table six pointer really isn't it these matches when you think about it for us to be able to put distance between ourselves and City at this early stage would lay down a serious marker especially um, with it being a, a case of we're a point ahead of them at the moment so four points you know it's kind of you need to have two bad games then for them and them to have two two good games to, to, to kind of get ahead of you again so yeah, it keeps them at longer than arm's length away from us Um and then when Man United drawn today, you know, it, three points ahead of them. Um, you'd expect Chelsea to win today. Um, but yeah, it's t- t- tomorrow for me is the day. Tomorrow's, we looked at the first four, four games and we said, I said the toughest game would be would be Leeds. I said we if we picked up 12 points, obviously 12 points would be fantastic. But we picked up 10 points, we drew against Chelsea and then we worked the floor with Leeds. Um, since then, only the Brentford game kind of, we were sloppy, you know, and Brentford totally deserved the point that they got, no disrespect to them. Um, but we talked about it afterwards, especially ourselves, saying that, you know, it's best to get that performance out of the way. You'd be, if we'd have went to Brentford and beat them convincingly, as a lot of people expected us to do, and then went out tomorrow against Man City and put in that performance and got a hiding or didn't win and missed umpteen chances, then there'd be serious question marks. Well, if this is Liverpool play against how this is how Liverpool are going to perform against a team that they're expected to go neck and be heading head to head with for the Premier League title. I think there'll be more questions asked after tomorrow than there would have been after the Brentford game. Well, tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is when everyone needs to stand up, including the crowd. Um, and then the, the boys on the bench when they come in, you know, they'll be expected to 
to go into things 100 miles an hour. You know, everyone has to be pulling the same dire- direction tomorrow. And yeah, tomorrow is the day that America needs to be set to say, we want our league title back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on. Give us your predictions. 3-1. Mo Salah with a brace. I'm thinking that as well. I'm thinking 3-1. Mo- I did Mo Salah earlier in the bookies to score too. But I also did a little sneaky one that's in there. You <coughs> mentioned that on Beat the Bookie earlier. Um, Virgil van Dijk to score tomorrow is 8-1. to one. And I like I like the taste of that for the third goal. So that's that's what I'd put in there. So yeah, I think three one. He's doing, isn't he? And especially with all the talk of Diaz being a better defender than him. Mm. Win tomorrow and, and very big birds to get a big powerful header, you know, and yeah. the place going ballistic at the end of it all. I take a win whatever way possible. Yeah, when you say yeah. these things, it makes it makes it seem a bit sweeter if it happens. Yeah, I, I like I, I like that idea of us keep on pushing forward and goals coming from different areas of the park as well, you know, so it keeps that momentum going, if you like. Um, also, I would recommend to people check out the video that Liverpool posted the other day on YouTube where the boys are handing out the FIFA cards. <laughs> I don't know if you've checked that out yet or not. It's absolutely <laughs> classic. Robbo is just unbelievable in it. Um, some great parts. Every time... I can't take them serious every time that they call they call Matthew Joel. I just yeah. can't, I can't take them serious at all. You've been downgraded. Yeah, the other one, the, the, the bit in it where they went over to Hendo in the canteen having his breakfast or his lunch, and he said, Captain, you're not going to be happy. I think you've gone down from last year. <laughs> it's just brilliant, <laughs> like, you know, man. A man I lying on the bench getting a, getting a massage or whatever it is, or getting looked after, and they hand him the thing and they go, not as good as last year. <laughs> just getting grief from all of them you know but they're hammering the whole lot of them it's absolutely brilliant and Kato was shell-shocked as well but it's a brilliant video I'd recommend any of our listeners go check it out it's just hilarious but anyway this has been your Liverpool versus Man City Super Sunday preview 4.30 tomorrow we will be back with a match reaction tomorrow. There's no doubt about it. And it better be the right result or someone's going to get tore asunder. As always, Dynamo Podcast Network for the videos. Spotify for audio versions of the show. And if you want to hit us up, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find us there at Session Shankly and the other <coughs> Instagram. Dino, till next time, a pleasure. Come on, you Reds.